Welcome back to Enya. Uh, this is Santos here sitting with Fire and Diab. He's uh, this month's uh, feature on uh, as an artist. Uh, and I'm here right now. We're doing a little podcast version of this with the artist. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank you, Fire, for coming in and talking to me. How you been? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sweet. Um, so you're our third artist so far. Yeah. You know, we've, we're still very young. We're still learning and kind of moving along this first year. Uh and I had a couple of people kind of just look at your feature. And the first kind of glaring difference from what I've done so far is we've had a couple painters, you know, good friends of mine too. And you come in here also with some of that studio knowledge, but we're very much focused on like the digital aspect of your work, uh, just because of the things that you're focusing on right now. And I guess just your workflow and, and what you're doing. So that that's kind of yeah. the reception we got. And I feel like, uh, most people focus on that, but they do like the work you're doing. Uh, I, I hope someone likes it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've, I've liked yeah. some of the stuff you do. I um, specifically want to kind of allude to uh, some of that B-roll that we use just because I kind of enjoyed, you know, looking yeah. at that and playing some of it. So uh, right off the bat, just between the time that you and I met and kind of filmed all this stuff and put this together, what has happened in the time that's passed after? Uh, well, in, in that time, um, I've just continued working. It, it, it's more personal work than anything. It's it's, um, but still, you know, um, open for for opportunities and everything. But I'm always focused on on what I need to do to take care of, um, <clears throat> uh, to progress wor- working um, in my art digitally. To even like, I, I still have gouache paints that like sit there, been collecting dust since COVID. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of digital painting. A lot of things I wanted to go back and experiment. So there's a lot of time to do that, and I've just been messing with that. Because um, this is right now is like even a good time just to um, change brushes, try different digital ones, uh, try different methods. You know, can't just sit still and be like, "Oh, waiting for COVID to be over." <laughs> You've been waiting for a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's a common uh, theme right now is that people have the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think the struggle is using the time. Mm-hmm. You know, some people might use the time to really focus in on something they've wanted to do for a while. Other people might use the time just to kind of finish that one thing they've had on the back burner. Um, so I think the struggle is not only kind of like this social depression, but ultimately kind of sitting there and looking at what you have, looking at this kind yeah. of, I'm going to say newfound because I feel like that's what it is sometimes. You know, you sit there and reflect, you get this newfound. Um, opportunity to maybe go down a list of everything you've just kind of let sit there yeah. and you decide, hey, should I just really be creative and start doing that one thing that, you know, who knows what tomorrow brings? Right. Or should I just kind of tackle this stack that I very like casually kind of put to the side? Well, I, I think it, it as I'm sure you can attest to this, um, when I get started on something, it's like you get this flow going. You're like, okay, you start to get your rhythm and, and your method. And then you start to, I want to try this now. And the next day, it doesn't even have to be immediate. Like you could then use that same process and, and steps 
not to just tackle your your stack uh, of work or just on the back on the back burner just start creating stuff like every artist i've ever spoken to and every person every creative uh says the same thing keep doing it keep drawing like that's always been the key like you can't slack not to say you shouldn't take breaks uh you really just need to keep working if you're really passionate about it yeah you want to tackle all it as much as possible as much as you hesitate as much as you feel like oh i'll never be good enough what how do you get good you got to keep doing it you got to practice yeah. right yeah uh, i like that you use the word creative specifically um you know when when i started this and i wanted to put the information out and mm. really communicate to people what this was about uh, i very specifically like went back to edit my words and i used the word creative and i think yeah. at one point i used it too much i was like <laughs> i need to go back to english class and learn how to write this short essay. This creative, um, that creative. I'm yeah. a creative. But I mean, the reason why we use that is because we really wanted to focus <clears> on like <throat> different types of art. I don't want it to just be kind of this conventional thinking of, of just a painter or a sketcher, um, sketch artist. Sketcher's not even yeah, a word. Sketch it's just a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but then, you know, and then also not just like label <clears throat> art mediums just because, uh, but essentially just kind of find people who are creative. And it's going back to the same point. It's that's kind of what this time allows you to yeah. do is really get creative yeah. um, if you are stuck in a single uh, medium or a single approach like it's the best time for you to just throw some ink on there if you've no, ever totally. done it uh, dilute your paint and you know see what it does uh, yeah. switch paints something try it did I just like hit my mic I, I think hit you my did mic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you want to if you've just been working with gouache the entire time maybe even take a step back try go back to oil paint as much as maybe you don't even have the space make it a day go outside and start working with oil paint you know it's things like that yeah. pick up anything new canvas new different types make a canvas stuff like that so you, you don't even have to think... put pants on they can just drop no it off you don't the porch. but then they're just gonna wonder like <laughs> just you know just wait till they drive off enough but you know you got to be there quick enough for that lady who chases <laughs> the amazon truck oh because she wants to take your yeah, box you yeah know? um you know so we we focused in a lot of your digital work so mm. i i'm i can assume that a big portion of you taking advantage of this time that you have you know it's a little easier um and i don't want to knock it to say that it's easy but it is easier in the sense that you've mentioned this yourself the ability to just kind of start working on yeah. your digital surface, you know, if even if you start digitally and you just continue, um, it's all there. You know, you don't yeah. have to clean paint up. You don't have to mix paint. You don't have to right. prep your canvas. Um, so I feel like that's that's a pro to that, you know. But <clears throat> going back to, you know, just trying to be creative and trying to go back to um, other things you've done how much do you find yourself right now just wanting to set up a canvas oh, <laughs> and you know uh as much as i would love the space too and i know i'm kind of it, it, it's the same deal like you just have to go at it and especially with this like i have tons of paper uh, not just the canvas like in storage and I want, i'm ready to like get that out and start working but because of how everything's going and what i'm my ultimate goal is I am only working digitally specifically. Not to say that I won't do it, but yeah, I, I totally will have to go back to gouache. Um, and as much as I hate, I know we've spoken about this before, I hated oil paint, but I kind of fell in love with it. And that oil paint was the first thing that kind of helped me um, started to really learn how to mix color. Um, so like, yeah, it goes back to, again to just, you won't 
you won't know what you really like to do or figure things out in different ways unless you actually just jump in and do it, you know. So you, you started off hating oil paint and eventually, you know, fell in love with it. I, I started off being scared of oil paint. Scared. Uh, I'm scared at the same time. Like, <laughs> there's yeah. at one point I, in my old apartment, I had the worst ventilation system. Oh, I swear there was the one time I woke up just like the worst headache ever. But I kept everything at the window, you know. I was like, man. I just yeah. Well, there that was a secondary fear that I learned like two years into using you, it. Yeah. No one, no oh, one. Oil paint's gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, by the way, how much do you value the life you just lost? <laughs> yeah. um, that turpentine's no joke. But what I what, what hurt me the most is just like I just shelled out like five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, oh yeah. That's and at even... that age, it was a lot. It was like I yeah. thought I was rolling until oh, I oh went to the bookstore. Yeah. And you come out <laughs> and you're just like, your wallet's yeah, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, but you've got those skills, though. Like, you ended up liking all that stuff to the point where, you know, explain to me what decision-making you go through that tells you, okay, start with the pencil this yeah. time. Um, or, hey, you know what, just fire up the Wacom and yeah. go at it. Um, usually, well, again, at this moment, I, I usually have a lot of things in storage. So uh, having a pencil in hand is rare but I, i'll just grab something just start drawing something um but those you said for steps right just kind of how i go about yeah it like and, sometimes like is there something specific that convinces you that well i need to start this way obviously right now you have restrictions right. but yeah. i guess i can say theoretically i don't know like given oh, yeah, it... theoretically um starting that way it, it just if i feel it brings a certain image a certain way in, in its appearance because texture from from things like textures to whatever paper you're using to whatever uh, um, writing material you're using, it l gives a different look. Uh, uh, ballpoint pens always look different in the comparison to pencil uh, and charcoal, you know what I mean? And so depending on what you have in hand and how you want it to look, you'll then want to then either transfer it or keep it on that medium. Um, so for me, if I wanted to go back to it, it's because like, okay, this pencil or this pen brings out a certain appearance i mean i can always scan it you know uh into digital but again that kind yeah. of goes into i could change the brush texture or download a new brush like you know and it's sometimes just that convenience depending on oh, what yeah. the design it, is for well for sure it's always the convenience other times it's like man i'm out of paper <laughs> like i don't have <laughs> I, I don't, there's no time to like it's buy an economic it. issue oh totally i'm trying not to like spend you know print as much cheese as possible but i'm over yeah. here burning coal and electricity but you know yeah <laughs> so. there, you, there you go right use the coal for your paintings oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. um oh man that's one thing i haven't done in a while is like charcoal and if i did that geez this this whole garage right now would probably be big mess it would all be black that's <laughs> the, the other thing charcoal is just so messy and yeah. i think i'm yeah i hated digital's king man well, uh, so personally i've i've messed with digital design but i usually just do like very vectorized illustrations yeah um i'm not even a graphic designer by mm -hmm. title um but i've learned a lot of the elements that people use when creating flyers creating letterheads like just because those things interest me anyway mm -hmm. and i'm using those applications in any like i'm using them for to some degree so i'm always willing to kind of learn what they do uh one thing i never got to do that i've always been afraid of is doing like digital painting <laughs> oh whether it's corral whether it's photoshop yeah. whether I, i've gawked and been amazed at others doing it like yeah. uh but i haven't so 
when you got to that point where you switched over to digital, having the knowledge of more conventional paints, um, mm -hmm. both acrylic and oil, uh, gouaches, gouaches, Gouache. that was weird. G guac. Um, yeah, guac. Did you paint with guac? <laughs> guac it, it yeah. thing browns up so quick. Um, you know, how was there still kind of like this steep curve, you know, going from that physical media to that digital surface where I just feel like it's scary to me. <laughs> it, it, well, <laughs> so, so surprisingly, it is at the same time because you're learning a whole new approach in, in the way you from mixing colors to the different tools and effects that it has. And then you start to, with, with oil paint, you would just like, you know, get the palette knife, choose the colors, you mix it together, just come out right, and you just throw it on the canvas. And in this case, for digital, you can always erase it, but you would still have to mix the color. So it's still, you know, certain steps that are similar. Um, but then it, you can have different effects of like, oh, it doesn't look right. With the canvas, you're like, oh, I got to mix another color. But with digital, you can then... Um, look for the tool that will change the saturation and the hue and the value for, you know, to whatever you want. And so that's just another learning process anyways. Either way, it's not too difficult. You just have to find it. And that's something like you, again, just have to jump in. I remember when I first started to use Photoshop, mm -hmm. I was blind and I hit a button Oh, and yeah. like the page is gone it just disappeared yeah so i was like ah! <laughs> and i actually closed the window out and just yeah. opened up a new file because i swear to god oh, i didn't know what i was doing yeah. uh but then i learned illustrator and i was like i like this and then i went back to photoshop and it tripped me out because like control i it's almost the is same. not that no what is not the it, same like oh, it's not but... there's little things yeah yeah um, and then i was trying to learn like uh indesign which i've always you know i've used it i've never liked it but it's within the family and yeah. even then still controls something yeah it's a know? different thing so and that's within the same kind of parameters like mm -hmm. similar suite of digital um, applications i can only imagine working digitally and then mixing paint like you said and my dumbass would take the stylus <laughs> and start to like try to mix actual <laughs> paint in like that whipping motion oh yeah, uh, yeah. so do you, have you ever done anything like that where you're just like, I'm going to work digital today. And then all of a sudden you're like moving your hand in the way that you would move like the, the, the painting knife, you know, and you're like, wait, what am I doing? Why well, am I? There are certain settings in Photoshop and Corel that allow you to, the paint to manipulate or to simulate uh, as if you were working with oil paint. And that, to me, I think that's even like more frustrating because <laughs> digitally it just, it tries to, but you're like, oh, it kind of looks alright. Yeah, it, it, I feel like, man, I just ra rather jump to oil paint if I'm gonna do oil paint, because digitally, like I said, you can like if you like what you said that the eye um, for Photoshop is the eye drop, so you can always pick colors that you see rather than like you said mix and have at hand. But painting, that's the one thing that you will you can't like undo. Like you're going to work the same way almost. Um, but with mixing paint, you just look at the color and just tap it. I think so. I just allow certain viewers to take over me and I don't even question them. Well, yeah, <laughs> you just kind of, but I think once you're in the groove, once you understand it and, and ignoring like the short, I think that's the thing, ignore the shortcuts. You'll learn the shortcuts yeah. and start to set everything the way you want. But again, that's a whole new learning process. And then once you just jump in, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's what that's. And that's why I say you have to experiment and then try different things what's this eye drop or this little drop tool and stuff you know and, and i saw that you have so 
when we were working together for this, you yeah. know, I wouldn't see using two different mm. surfaces. So I think you had like a Windows uh, Surface Pro, right? Yeah. Uh, what's that about? Like fourteen inches, fifteen. I, I think yeah, yeah. About, yeah. So that's a pretty decent like surface to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, close to kind of a paper size. And then you whipped out the big boy, the Wacom. Oh, oh so that's that, that's my baby. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the uh, that's a desk you can live on, basically. It is. Yeah. It's, um, it's like almost, so. Those are, it's almost a down payment yeah. on the car, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tried, I tried one time, uh, but I knew I wasn't going to invest my time wisely, so I decided to let go. Um, you know, but those are still two different objects. You know, yeah. and I think. Most of my experience trying to work digital is going through like a bamboo tablet, which there is no coordination between like your eye line mm-hmm. and your actual hand. And I think that's a big reason why I just always struggle to cross that threshold. Um, but in your case, you're basically simulating drawing and painting because you very much are working directly on a surface. And then right. that digital surface is there. So it's not like you're touching a random mat mm. and then looking up at a secondary screen and then, you, you know, Maybe you're running a different ratio. Well, e- even <laughs> before those, like I had the uh, the Wacom, uh, the Cintiq, and it just, uh, it I, I had to get used to it too. Like again, you say like, oh, you just felt like you're mixing or doing something different, and it felt weird at first. I was like trying to like I was looking up and down at the same time, just trying to yeah. like, like what the heck's going on. Uh, but yeah, it'll, it takes some time to get used to because even then, both the Surface and the, the Wacom touchscreen or not touchscreen, the just the larger monitor, it's just a big difference. For not just from the size, but from the the texture of the pen to the touch of the screen. So it feels like I feel like I'm like scraping glass over here, you know. So going from analog to digital, you've mentioned it's kind of a steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. But then also like going into a digital format and then kind of learning the tools like that's part of that steep curve but it's something else you need to learn after you kind of just get the gist of it yeah and then going from one digital surface to the other is yet again like another adjustment so you're basically just like levels of of learning Difficulty. as you're going yeah that could because there's so many different not just surface because you have the ipad as well that has procreate uh not just the wacom but i think it's the um xp pen is one of them and they all have different feels and di- different functionalities to them um, but most of all of them just kind of essentially run though either corel or photoshop but in ipad's cases uh, procreate yeah i've had like two different um, just very off-brand versions of these surfaces to kind of yeah. like get introduced to it because I figured, you know, let's mess with things. Yeah. Um, it's just you know. Illiter- I was thinking like a, like an off-brand and not it's not called the surface it's called the uh, surface <laughs> the surface or something. It's like the Surf- Italian version. The the facade. There, there you go. There. <laughs> the facade, like the one I put when I try to tell people I work digitally. Um, yeah, no, I just. It, like I said, that's me. And I've mentioned it like three times. Like, I'm scared. Like, I kind of am scared. I get yeah, there. I yeah. sit there and I just start to like look at myself like, who are you kidding, man? <laughs> like, but, like, but, the, <laughs> but the, that's the joy of it. I think it's because if you really wanted to do it, because I, I, I've used Illustrator before and I, I loved Illustrator. But then for some reason, when I jumped back into Photoshop, I was like, I forgot how to do these yeah. things. It was just totally different. Yet, Like you said, in the same family. But yeah, you just got to keep going and... You know what? Um, I guess I didn't realize this, um, but this is kind of a story of my life. I guess I was the odd one in the class mm-hmm. or in, in the lab, wherever I was. Because uh, I remember one day working on a poster 
and someone looked at me just in the middle of me working didn't know this person the guy's like you're using a mouse and it's just the weirdest thing ever i was like yeah i'm using a mouse i'm on a computer what the hell do you want me to do and i guess he was like you're using a mouse on illustrator and I said, okay, that's the second time you kind of say that. Yeah. So what he was getting to is like everyone around me had like this little bamboo tablet just going away, you know, like simulating brushes. I was like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. Oh, you, I said, can... you said Illustrator. So you were yeah. using Illustrator. Yeah. And I'm using like the pen tool, using anchors. and whatever. But even then people around me were just like, who uses a mouse? <laughs> I was like, I do. You make it sound like you went back to the Stone Age. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, I know, it's not the laser mouse; it's the one with the ball. I know, right? <laughs> I, just, I use the ergonomic one, where it's just my, my just my pinky. Um, but I just thought it was funny because apparently, and then yeah, I guess kind of surveyed around. Yeah, I was like, well, who else is using a mouse? And nobody was. And I guess they made me feel like I was a weird one. But I can mouse the hell out of you on Illustrator, oh, so yeah. I guess I don't know what that's that's about. No, no, I, that's fine. I, and I think. If someone is, you know, works com- more comfortably in one way, you don't have to conform and do the other way. If it works for you, if you're, you know, you're still just as fast. More power to you, I think. I think I think it depends on what you're doing. I mean, well, that too. <laughs> but in, in Illustrator, I with a mouse, I think goes a long way. I hate using the pen with Illustrator. It's different because I'm used to using both hands, like as if I'm, you know. You Are know, you a I, PC gamer? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I asked because the moment you kind of put your hands out. Well, yeah. You, you, well, yeah. I've, I, I played, yeah. but I'm not. I'm terrible at it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I've met a lot of people when it comes to the savviness of the computers. Yeah. And I, would, I remember playing CSGO like this, and I'm just like, I'd still get owned by those like 12-year-olds, yeah. and I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I have a couple friends that are PC gamers. That I didn't learn this till years in, and as I'm doing things on the computer... Mm. You know, we yeah, you can't are help. very different. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I know how to type. That's about it. And <laughs> yeah. No, the reason why I asked is just because, yeah, like I said, you put your hands out. And I thought you were going to get to like, yeah, I'm just used to like, you know, ASDF. And, you know, <laughs> so I was like, oh, he's just going to talk about his PC gaming. You're like, no, I suck. Like, okay. No, yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> terrible. Bad question. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. So I'm just kind of listening to you talk about what you need to consider when you're kind of moving around, even using... And the reason why I ask you this is because, uh, and I mentioned this before as we were just kind of talking uh, personally, there's always kind of been this divide between studio art and, like, digital art, you yeah. know, or art and design. People consider things differently, and they'll label it different. Um, quick little anecdote, working with the collective uh, recently at, at in college, <laughs> we always try to get the community to get together and like do these student shows and we'd like to throw these exhibitions. And there was always this idea that we would gather names, gather artwork, you know, really design these shows. Mm. And there would always be this question towards the end where it's like, oh, well, so-and-so's interested, but they don't feel like they're invited. And I'm like, well, everyone's invited. Like, you don't yeah. even have to be an art major. Like, just come, come on, on in. Yeah. Um, and it, I think a lot of that was, and it was usually someone who did digital art and design. And it kind of came down to that. Like, well, I didn't think I was invited. I just, you know, these are guys are all artists and they're studio guys. And yeah. I didn't know if they liked my stuff. And there were actually quite a bit of people that, especially people I know personally, like they do both. Like, because they don't consider them different things. They yeah. they let everything kind of work together. Um, and in your feature, we kind of talk about that. And even your process, just moving from analog to digital, mm-hmm. um, given the opportunity. 
if somebody were to ask you, like, do you norm, do you say it yourself? Yeah, I'm a digital artist. Or do you just say, like, oh, I'm an artist? Like, how do you kind of use that language when you talk to people about your work? Well, <clears throat> and I think that goes in what you ultimately want to do. Uh, you don't have to necessarily say specifically, oh, I'm digital artist uh, to anyone uh, unless you feel that's how you see yourself as. Not, not to say you can't do um, analog work. Um, so I think it just all depends on who, who you're speaking with. Like if I went in for an interview or spoke with another um, individual at a convention who was working digital art specifically, I would tell that person, yeah, I'm a digital artist or concept artist or illustrator. Um, some would might find it, I guess, awkward. Oh, yeah, I create sculptures. But they, they overlap. Because uh, you, if you think in that career of digital work, you're going to need ma uh, uh, was it ma maquettes to set up for animation, to three um, D modeling and such. So you know they'll probably bring that up if someone just said they were a sculptor, and, and not to say you know anyone should oh you know exclude them. It's just that, that's how it kind of goes. It's just it's different process to create these things, um, whether it just be digital. It, it, doesn't make a difference i think it's just and you did mention before you know sometimes part of the part of the prep work you know the things that might inspire you certain mediums mm -hmm. sometimes you feel like oh the pencil is really gonna allow this to look a certain way yeah. as i develop it yeah the analog uh well, you're saying what it brings out or something like that. yeah like sometimes sometimes feeling. is your your choice to use a certain medium uh specific to the type of meaning that you yeah. want the work to you convey. to look yeah well, I guess not just looks. Um, a lot, or, sometimes there's emotion involved. Yeah. Yeah, so working from analog, it has the same feeling like you work with what you have because immediately the idea strikes you. And, and whatever comes out, and if it comes out the way you wanted it to, then that's what you're going with. And again, it's transferable both ways. Like you can always go to a pencil and throw it on digital and continue with pencil, you know? So it's... Uh, for how it looks, you mean? I mean, if that idea strikes and it looks the way you want it to look, right there, right? It's a, it's just right then and there. It, it's the only thing where the lightning strikes or lightning in a bottle. I was going to say genie in a bottle, but that's a wrong artist. That's uh, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So I think you might have mentioned this before in personal conversations, but are you a perfectionist? Are you, do you find yourself being that guy? where you have to just let go of something because you're like, I've done drawn this mustache five times. You know, you, you too. I, I bet you too. I think any creative can relate. Like they are a perfectionist because they know the ins and outs of whatever they made. And we'll just, we, again, we're our worst critics. So we're going to rip right into it because <laughs> just we're, we're refining just, that drop shadow five times. Exactly. Because, yeah. Like you said, that mustache, it doesn't look right. It doesn't sit right with me. looks, uh, looks like a porno stash. I'm going to change that. <laughs> Edit it, make him look more like Burt Reynolds, which is already a porno stash. You know, just change that completely. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely consider myself a, a perfectionist. And again, just like with every other artist, I. But I think you have to then just accept it at some point, not to be content per se, but you want to just push as as best as possible in the way you want it to convey. Um, what it is from if it's a concept work. It may not be the best, but it has to be readable uh, so that everyone sees it and be like, okay, I know that's a elf character that has so-and-so magic with this equipment. You know what I mean? It just has to read. 
uh, as an illustrator, you have to be able to then tell a story. So yeah, certain levels of perfection apply to what you are doing. In, in Especially in like in an industry setting, you know, yeah. you're obviously striving to be. Oh, of course. Industry setting, you, you, you're not trying to please yourself anymore. You're trying to please someone else. <laughs> trying to please a room full of guys. Exactly. So yeah. it's just, you, you have to get it to a certain point from your art director that has to approve it to uh, your the fans that, that like it. Like, oh, fans. <laughs> so, and then you, you just threw this word out there, you know, concept art. Um, I think... When people think concept art, sometimes we, well, I think we use the word conceptual and people are like, oh, yeah. it's this big kind of theory and feeling behind this, right? <laughs> uh, but you're obviously talking more, the concept art is the actual like thought building, you know, the yeah. designing of, so how did, how did you get into, you've kind of mentioned this already, but you know, let's talk about how you got into concept art as like a field or as a goal. Yeah. Um, it sounds terrible, but when I wanted, why I decided concept art was because I knew the struggles of getting uh, an illustrator illustration piece to finish, refinement, uh, just constant like detail fixing, adjusting, and everything, and it needed to be polished. Not to say you can't do that in concept art. With concept art, you have to have a certain uh, point where you're done with it per se. But like again, like I said, you have to, it just has to convey the idea, and I knew I didn't have to get the full completion, so I knew it's just like I could just sketch this, make it look readable, clean it a little bit. I think I'll be okay. So I kind of fell in that. So, so you figured, you know what? This might be a little easier for me to just kind of get this going. And yeah, have yeah, the just most get it going. Piece. No, but here's the thing, though. So that doesn't mean you're just gonna throw like paint to a surface and be like oh yeah this is a this is a field and this it, it, is right a no community. no you, you, it doesn't because you go, you go through different iterations from from sketch and then we spoke about that from sketching to ideations to multiple uh ones to then adding value color and so on and that you, you have to make it look like 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 something you know you can't so, just so like, i guess technically speaking it doesn't have to be the most res- resolved piece visually but you you kind of have a big task you have to be able to convey the whole idea with like what you would consider a more roughed out kind of presentation yeah so if it's if it's um if it's a if it's a character you're you're gonna refine his face his or her face um but everything the the clothing the weapons or armor or, or what have you that's going to just appear and it has to have that silhouette it has to have like okay that reads as a staff or that reads as this thing weapon or whatever you know you can't just like plop some color you know imagine this is a yeah satchel. This, it's supposed to be this it's way a Herschel it, satchel it, it, oh, with the five lot, zipper no. a lot of Whoa. artists well <laughs> beginning artists tend to like yeah yeah that's a sketch it's rough i like no what what is it you need to well i'm, I'm assuming um I know I'm this way. Like, there's some things I get really well. I can learn fast. Mm-hmm. But the best thing for me, ultimately, is to have visuals. So if you're trying to show me, yeah. oh, hey, this is what I've designed. This is the concept behind this. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm trying to set a foundation for. You can say that all day long, but the more visual uh, support. Yeah, the, the, the more clarity you can show into it, not to say polish, just it it reads clearly as... That's a shoe, yeah. you know, 
You don't want to just like draw like a foot that just has one toe per se. Yeah. Imagine yeah. imagine a shoe. Any shoe you right. Want. <laughs> You're not gonna draw a character. It's obviously supposed to have two eyes, and you just draw an eye. Like it's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. Like make it read like how it's supposed to read, so that you know your audience knows like. Okay, I guess. So, so again, like physically, you might not consider things being as refined, but conceptually. <laughs> conceptually. Because, because There's is, that word again. That's what it is. It's a concept. The word of the day. Um, you have to be able to, to um, you know, promote an idea and really yeah. explain something with the visuals that you present. Yeah. Um, so if I didn't know any better, like if I was just like super noobed out and just had no idea like what was outside these doors, you know, I'd probably just be like oh cool like a storyboard <laughs> like artists, yeah. right? like but it, it almost kind of plays the same role like you're really setting a foundation course, so yeah. that from there you move on um now you focused on conceptual art or your concept art and you very specifically mentioned that you're kind of focusing on this path working in video games you know and you you yeah. told us about your beginnings in video game development as a test as a tester um, but why specifically video games? And I think you mentioned other industries too, but I think yeah. video games is a focus. Uh, video games have been a focus, uh, and I'm sure everyone, you and I including, like, we grew up with it. Um, man, the first game I picked up, Super Mario Brothers, Nintendo. Oh my god, I feel prehistoric. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember blowing on the cartridge, putting it in. But yeah, it, it's well, been before, one of those... Well, before you go on with that, yeah. like, there's people I know who look at you and be like, you ever heard of Atari? <laughs> Atari, you know. Oh, so wait, to, be, are, to are, be fair, did they pass away already? <laughs> I mean, some of them are still holding on. Okay, you know, some of them are cool people. Um, but yeah, keep going. Um, yeah, it, it's just the passion you grew up with. Like, yeah, I grew up with cartoons as well, but I didn't have this idea of oh, I can get into animation or even the the, the process. I guess would you say? Because while they all utilize similar uh, approaches in uh, concept work. Uh, for animation, you would have to do turnarounds. You would have to do um, animation. How will the character look running from um, expressions and different angles and so on? And you have to think as a story, like a storyboard, like you mentioned. Like you have to see, visualize the um, uh, how the animation runs. Uh, with video games, it's, it's somewhat similar. There's there's some of those steps, but with video games, you just are able to create that idea. I can't help it. I sound like regret. Conceptualize the idea, and just again convey that just enough to where, okay, the um, uh, the modeler will be able to understand like that's what that is and go about it. So that's where I think video games kind of just fell. I fell right into that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess ultimately just a different type of development, especially with video games. It's very tech based. So. Oh yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of traditional illustration. You're, you're and, thinking um, of like animation. how the character will look when jumping. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's still those those things, but I think I've set this. I don't know. I feel like I'm being biased because I just like video games so much. And that's fair though. I mean, that's why you're doing it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you know what? I I really like children's books, so I got into yogurt making. Like that wouldn't make any sense. So kids like yogurt. Gogurt. You ever had that? Oh my god. Put it, put it in the freezer. Coke's a scam, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Any product that's like individually wrapped for no reason, it's just. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I grew up with video games too, and I can see how. I think 
both musically also like when people look at video games and just go ah video games it's like i don't know dude like have you ever taken an 8-bit song and really like studied it yeah that's you know that's speed metal <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> so dude, it's it amazing is. stuff it's going amazing. on uh same thing with the animation i think i grew up just first thing i was drawing was cartoons um and the characters from like the video games that i played so yeah. i can see how that can be a direct influence and in, like what path you're taking um now when it comes to like your goals and working in video games, you know, there's when it comes to concept art, what's the range? Like, you know, are you very specific about the types of games that like, is there like a, this is what I really want to do. If like anyone just gave me the choice and I had first pick, or is it just the idea of video games in general that you kind of have a broad, like bowl of options. You're like, I'll do any of this stuff. Like this is all in my field. I'm definitely open to options, but specifically, I type a fantasy game. But I feel like fantasy, you can actually. I don't know. I just just fantasy seems to draw me. Like it just. Or do you draw it? Not. Oh. <laughs> Think about that harder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just fantasy. It, it's uh, from magic to. I mean, you can apply that to even sci-fi. But for some reason, just fantasy kind of works for me. It's just, uh, it's that classic idea. You're always thinking in the past. There's like different creatures from dragons. But then again, I feel like it's just the opposite end of the spectrum with sci-fi. <laughs> I think, well, I think it might be the opposite in the spectrum, but both extremes have like the same components. Weird creatures. You know, you've got and old dragons versus like new aliens. Aliens, you know? right. You can easily have a space dragon. Why not? I think it's because we grew up with those folklore type tales. We weren't hearing tales I about mean, like. I remember watching Yu-Gi-Oh! and they had a freaking metal dragon. But it was still like coming out of a card right. or like using some spell like kind of yeah, shit. So felt like ma- you know, magic yeah. with like sci-fi elements. And, there you go. Yeah. So all this sci-fi work, it's all just, just starting with these concepts. Or like, yeah. you know, you got to design these environments. You got to design these creatures. Um, during your, your feature, there's a very specific slide that we kind of use. And there's like a troll creature mm. that you created i say troll yeah i don't know if he's a dwarf or, or something else but I, he's an enhanced human being no, yeah but he's got uh, like a little like backpack, backpack on him like yeah. a little axe or sword yeah so that's kind of your, your starting point right you mm-hmm. create your characters but you got to create the accessories you got to create those little details yeah kind of like you said you can't just draw like a one-toed foot and no. say just imagine shoot like yeah. you got to present the package for us to know what the concept is and what we're moving forward mm-hmm. um yeah, your viewer has to see, like, okay, this character, and like I said, when you look at it, you're going to see those details. I'm like, okay, so he has a scar. Well, maybe he's a warrior, or he has some tattoos, or maybe he's a shaman, or a tribal, you know, so, so on. So it, it's not just creating a character just to have a character. You have to get some type of backstory, and I think that's something I've gotten better at, because usually when I draw a character, I just like, yeah, it's a character in a fantasy world. He's just hanging out. He does things. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, obviously, you got into game testing, and then it really opened your eyes to a lot of that development part of it all. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, if somebody were to, you know, because you'll probably get somebody ask you, like, oh, dude, so, like, how do I get into that? You know, usually someone who's aspiring or someone who's just trying to figure it out, mm. those are the answer, the questions that they ask. Um, other than that direct experience of just being like, I was on the ground floor doing the grunt work for yeah. like a bigger development team. What else do you feel like you had to just really look into and like understand to say, yeah, I, this is how I can af- 
successfully kind of pursue this and know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, uh, quality assurance, or are you referring to concept art? Like just moving into concept art um, uh, and having a grasp on like the skills that are necessary to really try to get into that industry. Uh, to get in. Uh, it, it goes back to, again, the, the beginning, just draw. Uh, and that's the one thing. You, you, I know it's you want to have these ideas and you can't settle on one, but then you have to just stick with it. Um, conceptually, you can say, oh, yeah, that's just a sketch. Just sketch, finish it. Like, not not to polish, but get it, uh, flesh it out a little more, you know. And then do those things from a turnaround. If you know, like, okay, the industry needs turnaround characters for a fighter. Do do different fighters. Do a big fighter, small fighter. You know, variations of it really show that you just have more than one, um, one one idea and one approach. So you're not just learning to like draw this one character that you've no it, it, thought of like you're really trying to draw like the essence of that type of character. Oh yes, and those um, types of settings. Not stereotypes either, archetypes. So not just uh, <clears throat> the the Michael Bay stereotypes. For forgive me on the Transformer characters, but uh, archetypes of like the reluctant hero, you know, um, which would be uh, like like a Venom character. He's the anti-hero. Um, but you want to stretch it out, not just a big bulky guy. What if he's just smaller, you know? What so he's if, not just like an evil version of Spider-Man. It's like he's got to be able to... He has to be able to... Play a role that's going to create that tension. Correct, yeah. Okay. So it's not just... You have to have... I'm not saying write out a whole backstory for the character. It could just be an NPC with a villager. But what does a villager do? He's either a farmer. Um, if he's poor, where does he stay? How does he look? It could even be a she, you know, it could be a troll, it could be so on. Uh, it's just, you have to uh, have those variations and the time to approach it differently and not just one thing. You can't be a uh, one-trick pony, per se. So let me get this straight. You kind of stepped away from illustration because you didn't want to have to deal with like that fit and finish and all the detail. Right. But you got into concept design, which involves a lot of conceptual a lot of ideas. detail. <laughs> <clears throat> but the thing is, a lot of it doesn't have to be polished. Like, you look at a lot of what we have now from Riot Games uh, League of Legends, a lot of their splash art and load screens are polished work, and that's for illustrators. But not to say they don't do concept work either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure they do and have, but you could see how the level of detail and fine like work that they've done. So, so you know, similar to some some painters who you know they try to capture this narrative or they try to capture this emotion, like on this canvas, it's mm. always like this one solid flat surface. Yeah. And and you have to kind of find a way to use all the elements and principles to convey a message, right? If if that's what you're doing, and when it comes to concept art, like that's still your goal, right? You're you're trying to create these foundations um, that convey basically like a storyline um you keep saying doesn't have to be polished and I, I know that's more towards like the physical aspect of it like not every line has to be the sharpest line and all but uh it you have to have the same kind of storytelling ability like you just yeah. got to be able to f- present it, 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 and- it it's told slightly different but it still has to be presentable it still has to be clean like you can't like again we, we could go back to like oh it's supposed to be a a a, a, a troll i'm like I, I don't see it. You know, you have to at least convey that idea of how you want the troll to look. And again, those archetypes from, is he big? Is he small? Is it a female? Is yeah. You know what I mean? So. And then speaking of the industry, though, like the differences 
their version of critique is not paying you. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> or or just taking the job away. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that doesn't look like a troll. Bye. <laughs> right. It, that's it's it's so competitive even now. Like there are tons of artists and I'm not trying to deter anyone from it. It's just you have to stand out and be able to push those yeah. ideas. Well, I feel like you're kind of just letting it, you're reminding us like there's still this level of dedication you have to have. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's very competitive. I mean, it, I didn't yeah. choose that. No, that no the concept life chose me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's competitive. But you, I think the only, uh, maybe probably uh, pulling away a little bit, you should only be competitive with yourself um, because your work will speak for itself and someone will like it. You know, whether if, just because, you know, they don't, it doesn't get a single or maybe even two likes on social media, it, it shouldn't matter because as long as you are proud of the work you're putting out and approaching it to, if you're going to be a concept artist, have those steps of what a concept artist would have. Have that illustration looking polished the way it's supposed to and have the work where you want it to be in order to get where you want to go. Because everyone else is also doing the same, but they're worried. They're probably worried about, oh, this guy looks uh, really good. Or this person's, uh, her work looks really good. Um, because now you're then caught up with uh, trying to beat them. And you're, you're never going to meet their skill because their approach is different than yours. So I think uh, you just have to keep working at it. So right now you're just grinding away and you're just, you know, Got looking it. for that studio. Yeah. yeah. Um, Make my own studio, damn it. <laughs> I mean, hey, but there is a project that you're working on uh, with like-minded people. Um, we vaguely mentioned your experience with, in the military. Yeah. In your feature. And you got together with other veterans. And mm -hmm. what is the project that you're working on? Give us a gist of what uh, it is you're just doing. The lowdown about it is we want to utilize VR to help service members as well as um, veterans with PTSD so that they be able to have like a coping uh, system if they're at home. They can reach out to others and family members. So like where's the direct connection between, you know, like all this concept work you've been working on well, and this the new project that you and... Um, you know, your vet friends. Yeah, so, so concept work doesn't just tie in with just fantasy characters, video games, animation. It could tie to everything from film, TV, um, because ideas need to be conveyed and expressed. Um, so in this case, I would be required to create that space that these uh, service members and veterans will have when they're utilizing the VR system. So basically building that virtual world that they're going to interact with. Correct. All right, and then you just... Obviously, part of this process is, first of all, coming up with, like, what, what this environment's supposed to look like. Like, are we going to go for one aesthetic or another? I mean, what is, so right now, where you sit, like, what is it that you're kind of, like, wrestling with as, a, as an artist and as a designer of these spaces? Well, this is where, going back on the concept artist and not just doing one sp uh, specific thing, you'd have to be open to different um, uh, stories, different ideas. If one, if you're just like, I love doing fantasy, I'm only going to do fantasy, well, guess what? Probably all those jobs are going to be filled up. You're going to need someone that's going to do sci-fi, you know? Yeah. So you have to 
vary your work depending on where you're going. In this case, it's going to be it's going to be open to different things, but it's a different approach to what I'm used to doing. And I have to like, tackle that. Not to mention, like, what if you focus on like, one environment? Right. And I'm at not the end of it all, just, yeah. you just kind of force it because you're like, damn it, I've put so much into this. And, and then one service must be like, why am I in a fantasy world? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Why can I get like my living room? No. What, is, what is this? I just, I just want a bagel. Is that, is that, Frodo? Is that Frodo? Like, I thought I was, at the, I thought I was going to there for like, What is this? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's cool, you know, so I can imagine that, um, and this is very related to like kind of that video game ethos because Mm -hmm. I mean, the text there, obviously the buildup is there. So do you like sit there sometimes and look back at some of these favorites that you've mentioned or even just games that you've played Mm -hmm. and gone, you know what, that's what I want to do. Like I'm working on this right now and I'm trying to flush out what and why. And then you turn around and go that game that's the idea I have. So I'm going to do my version of it. Like how often do you have that moment where you just kind of go back to the stuff you've played? Oh, often, often it's, it's even not just in playing video games. Like you look at something and you're just like, man, I could totally could do something better. <laughs> like everyone's going to think like some, your idea is going to be better, but can you execute it? You know, you have to uh, approach it the same way as they did. Like try it in different ways. Look like, Oh, this doesn't function because of this. And you change it completely. You know, maybe even change the gender, change the height, everything. Again, that comes just, with the concept artist work. Just mess with the with the formula. Yeah, like... don't just create the fan art or or what you see, how you see it. Um, what 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 our professors always say? Just draw what you see, and then meaning, <laughs> meaning when you look at it, what do what do you personally feel that it should look like? You know. Like, oh, so it's not just a still life plant? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I remember every time, draw what you see. I'm like, okay. Exactly, like one for one. Like I'm the like, mo- oh, The just... most technical, like, I took a picture. Yep. <laughs> I mean, okay, so personal opinion, like when you see people who do things like that, they're hyper-realistic. Mm-hmm. And then you see people doing much more... Um, abstract, I'd say. I didn't want to say abstract, but something, you know, even like going in through and like impressionist type painting. Um some people will look at something and be like, oh, that's that's amazing art. You know, and some people look at something else and go, well, that's cool too, but it's not as amazing. So there's a hierarchy, right? And I yeah. tend to notice that a lot of people put the hyper-realism up on top. Um, however, let me let me take it back a bit. I do notice that a lot of people that do that usually kind of don't have experience in art itself. It's just they admire it. Um, so I think it's more of a rubric of this looks clean, you know, going back yeah. to the idea of like polished work versus unpolished yeah. work, but you can have very unpolished work that's still conveying that concept. Yeah. Back to the word. Um, yeah. Like what, where do you stand on that? Sometimes do you come across things like that where you're just like, shut up? <laughs> uh, the only uh, sidetrack on that, the only thing I dislike, but Hey, they're making more money than me. What was that painting? It's just a, a, a square canvas. That's just painted black. I forget. Oh. I, I think it's in like Europe, but I I was kind of like mad about it. But I was like, man, they make more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's, that's where the conceptual right. Key. That's where the conceptual is, and I I look at the two from the realism. They they spent so much time on it, but 
But then I look at Jackson Pollock. I'm like, you bastard. Like, <laughs> you, how are you? Anyways, it's, it, it sucks because it goes on subjective. And it depends on what you want to do. Now, if you want to be a fire artist, probably that, that fine, like, high level of detail work could work. Uh, depending. And, and again, that's just all on what field you want to do. But in this case, with concept work, uh, the fine art or the fine detail can work if you don't mind spending hours and hours refining that work. Um, so uh, let's go, go, go. What was the question? Go back. Well, ultimately, like it's not necessarily the artist doing just what the artist wants. So like you right. said it yourself, there's a deadline. There's a yeah, room full yeah. of like, board members to please. There's right, fans there's, to please. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's not even a matter of like, I prefer doing clean line work versus very like abstracted impression work. You're just like, dude, the game calls for this aesthetic. Yeah, like you it, gotta be it, able to pull it off and like tell me that story. Oh man, you have to. It just depends on what you're going for. Yeah. If you want to do the illustrator, then you have to do that that fine work. But you have to get fast at it. You have to be able to convey those ideas, and it's just. I'm gonna tell you right now, one of my favorite video games out there. Yeah. Is Limbo. Oh, I first God, played limbo. it on like Xbox Arcade. Yeah, yeah. And you know I have it right now too, um, on the, on my Xbox. But I don't play a lot of video games, mm-hmm. and I went like a decade without doing much. And then one day I sat down, and I was like, "What's this game?" And it was amazing. I was just <laughs> like, I got so like hung up on it that I found a discounted copy, like, yeah. and put it on my like my my MacBook. Yeah. Like two in the morning, just sitting there, like this is creepy. But like, I think it w- the aesthetics were super pleasing. It's just this black and gray, simple. Yeah, and very flat. But at the same time, there was so much depth because just the way they treated the background, the way that they kind of gave that fog effect was so mm. effective on such a minimal, um, like on such a minimal aesthetic. Canvas yeah, that that's the kind of stuff that makes me go wow. And I can care less for like Final Fantasy. Totally. Um, but that's where, you know, depending on what you're making and, and how how your company wants to do it uh, with Final Fantasy, they want that level of detail. But then there's other Final Fantasies where there's small characters mm-hmm. that look chibi, you know, uh, if I said that correctly, forgive me, anime fans, I'm sorry. Uh, you look at Mario, he, he's just, you know, shapes. I mean, we're... You know, simplified shapes. Well, now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simplified shapes. But when you look at a real... Like, has anyone done a realistic Mario? I'm sure they have. Probably looks kind of creepy, but, you know. It normally just looks like fan art. Because I think we all accept Mario as being kind of the simplified. Like. Simplified. But, again, it, it depends on what, what it calls for. I respect both artists. You know, that's why I got mad about that artist painting that black square. <laughs> but, but to know. be fair. To be fair. He's richer, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he, she is rich. Ugh. Makes me envious, but uh, it's it's all what it calls for, and I think they they reserve uh, deserve respect in in many ways um, because again it depends on your feel. Um, I bet artists who drew My Little Pony were just like, man, who knew I'd make money just painting, drawing colorful ponies? That yeah, um, I'm sure the bro- the bronies can agree. I had a boomer moment. Yeah. At one point, a couple yeah. years back, where I was like, what's up with all these, like, 
whack ass cartoons. Like they're so simplified and the shapes are <laughs> ridiculous. And then I went back and saw like the Batman animated series. I was like, yeah, they, yeah, okay. It's I'm very not, simple, right? I was like, what That's am I crazy. talking about? Like I watched the same crap. <laughs> But it, 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 it has those aesthetics. The di- and, yeah, the difference yeah. was that my simplified shapes were, like, more squared. My, so, oh, you're my. So then, though. like, these new shapes, I was trying to be all, like, possessive about it. Like, <laughs> you guys suck. Um, but to be fair, I'm like, no, it's, it's all pretty good. It just, uh, artist, artist is an artist if you're going to stick to it and you're really going to put your all into yeah, it. Yeah, and, and it meets those criterias for certain artwork. Like, my Fairly Odd Parents, like, what is it? The the main character is a square, essentially. But you look at the other characters, it kind of matches, you know, from their shapes of really tall, skinny legs and arms. Um, it's that aesthetic. And you're still able to have these, like, like, even the backgrounds are all, like, jagged shapes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where it, it works. And whether or not someone hates it, it doesn't matter. There's a group of people somewhere that like it. Cool. All right. Well, I think we've had a nice conversation here. I think we're just like going to start talking about, <laughs> like, hey, let's go back to yeah. cartoons and video games. Oh man, we can uh, talk forever. Yeah, right. But it's going to make me feel even more old because oh. then I have to start like dating things. And um, all right. Well, it's been a great conversation. Um, and I'm glad I really got to dive a little deeper into like what concept work is. I think, like, when it comes to digital artwork and you know, for people to understand what does it mean for, to do concept yeah. art, you know, what does it mean to do really anything? I think people tend to just kind of look at digital art and go, oh, you're a graphic designer, right? So I yeah. wanted to kind of show that in your process, in your work, like you're still considering all the same skills, the same um, disciplines. Disciplines. Is the word I was saying yeah. before. Earlier. They all overlap. Yeah. And it's just a matter of yeah, there's certain goals, there's certain aesthetics, there's certain, you know, pro- I guess sometimes it's the product you're putting out, um, but there's still, like, that same journey and that same build that you've got to, like, get together. Yeah. Um, and I, I personally do like your work, too, man. So oh, thank you. Uh, I'm glad that I'm able to share it with people. I hope people find it interesting. I hope people contact you. If anybody has any questions and you guys want to talk to Fyron, you guys can find him on Instagram at... Art. And I'm going to write that in text form just so that people can click P- on the link. So. D-E-A-B-A-R-T. Yeah, that's his Instagram handle. And then you also are on ArtStation. Yes. Right, it's like ArtStation.com. There's only, there's only one Firen, so just type in Firen. So. <laughs> you know what, man? That's what you say, and then you find that one other person. Here. Oh. dare you. I, I, I found a, a woman. Uh, we were friends for a little bit, but she kind of fell off, so... I think eventually there wasn't enough room for two fires. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so go ahead and, you know, follow him if you guys want to, uh, feel free to ask him questions, feel free to reach out to him. Even if you want to say good job, even if you want to say, you know, I like your hair, I don't know, but thank you. Cause I hardly have hair. <laughs> there you go, man. Make his day. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you guys soon i'll see you again sometime Santos. soon just kind of hang out thank you for having me man this Sweet. is really great anytime um and i hope you have a good day i hope everybody else just uh have a good one okay. wear your mask yeah we're still in that <laughs>